In the fall each year we all congregate The bound all gathered at the church of Pilgrim The scriptures reading from the book of Monson Our favorite verse, my God, a precious Drunk and obnoxious, what Georgia faith Ain't nothing finer in the land Now the 3,000 of our best friends It's Saturday in that thing y'all full disclosure we never do this and there's probably a reason for this your two co-hosts let's just say are not are not legally sober so um (laughs) yeah we're gonna let it rip though so if we say anything that gets us in trouble we warned (laughs) (laughs) y'all it felt merit it feels merited though after watching that um you and i texted about this but i'm going to lead with this your boy has been texting you since like Memorial Day, that of all the games on Georgia's schedule, this is the one that I thought could end up being the spiciest because of a lot of circumstances. Carson Beck, brand new quarterback, first time to go on the road, hostile SEC environment. There is some type of voodoo magic at Jordan Hare Stadium. Yeah. So, yeah, man. And boy, did it play out that way. But you know what's funny, homie? I took a quick look at the stats before we came down here to do this, and it doesn't look terrible outside of two things, okay? And these are the two things I think matter the most, and I think will matter moving forward. Two turnovers, which continuing theme from last week, which you said on our preview show could be a problem. Other thing, and this is the big one, okay? 200 rushing yards for Auburn today. 200. This is the sixth straight game, Power 5 game, that Auburn has not thrown for 100 yards. 88 today. And we could not stop a nosebleed in the run game. I mean, homie, Peyton Thorne had a 61-yard run today. Also, I'm just kind of rambling, too, because I'm all fired up, and I got all the adrenaline going from, from that another second-half comeback. But <clears throat> I was texting you about this. Did it not seem like we just had no edge, edge all day? Just did not maintain the edge, zero contain all day. Felt like we were just crashing down. Also, and look, homie, I'm not a defensive coach, man. I, I don't know one way or the other, okay? But I'm asking the question. Doesn't it feel like maybe after they bust the 61-yard yard run and after they start mixing Robbie Ashford, maybe we ought to just dedicate somebody to the quarterback when you yes. know they're not going to throw the football? Yes. There were several times, I mean, we were on skates the majority of the day on defense. So, yes. but there were several times there was terrible eye discipline all day. I, I would not want to be in that film room for the linebackers. It was terrible eye discipline. Also, the, when we, there were times where we did spy the quarterback and I, I texted you this. It was WTF is smile doing on this play. I'm not yeah. sure if it was smile or pop, but when I went back and looked at the replay of it, you can see Pop pushing Smile over to the side and Pop running with the tight end or the running back. I can't remember which one it was. And Peyton Thorne just running. It was a third and nine, and he ran for a first down. This was in the uh, early, late third quarter, early fourth quarter on a play. So we started to spy the quarterback, but we still weren't doing our job. And it wasn't just one. I'm, I'm, I remember this play specifically. It wasn't just one linebacker. It was all of them. All of them had terrible eye discipline. 
And there were even plays where Danielson was pointing it out, and he was pointing to the heads of the linebackers, like showing where they were looking. Now, I will give Auburn credit. Auburn was, every time they had a play where the design, and I will say that they were designing quarterback runs. Yeah, yeah. we struggled sure. with them. For sure. And they were they designed them as zone reads, but they were designed for the quarterback to pull them. They pulled a guy almost every single time. They pulled a guy from like a tackle or they had a tight end coming across as a pull and we couldn't stop it. And we struggled with that. And I mean, that's on tape now. So hopefully it's something we'll adjust to, but it's also something they have not done the majority of the season. That's not something that was in their offensive playbook. So it's something they saw on tape to exploit our defense and they did a great job with it. Yeah. So uh, let's talk about this too. Okay. Uh, Home. Brock Allen Bowers. Yeah. I mean, it's, I don't think there's any question going into the season. He, he, it, this should be, he should be up for it the third straight year. I don't know what the hell the voters were thinking his freshman year, but he will be the Mackey Award winner. Uh, there's no question about that. I am very ready to have the conversation that he should be getting pushed to go to New York. Okay. I know it's a quarterback award. I know he's not going to win it. I don't care. Okay, if we're just having a conversation about the best players in college football, Brock Allen Bowers, ladies and gentlemen, like unreal. And what a second half. Also, man, God, we talked about this. Well, hold on. I don't want to get off Brock first. Can we talk about, too, the one-handed catch that got negated because of the penalty? Like, Oh, my God. That was back. I mean, the one before that was just as good. I mean, the one behind the back. I know, dude. He's he's ridiculous. I mean, he is an absolute mutant. Like, he is, you know, early acceptance to Xavier School for the Gifted. Like, I mean, just an absolute X-Man. And, uh, yeah, man, the other thing about it, too, is and we have talked about this a bunch, a bunch, a bunch, a bunch. We have talked about it all summer, even into this season. What have I been asking you about Carson Beck? I've been asking, when it comes time, will he have the intangibles – that Stetson Bennett had, most notably the testicular fortitude to do things when they need to be done. Boy, did he hang them out today, brother. Yeah. What, 8 of 10 on third down, I think, was the first glance I took. He was magnificent in the second half. He made some awesome throws. Look, I know he had the pick. It is what it is, okay? You're going to throw a pick every once in a while. I thought for the most part he was excellent today. You know another play that I loved? was and Gary called it out this was he goes this was not a planned quarterback draw I loved it though yep he didn't like what he saw you know what he saw though this is what irritated me about Gary you know what he saw they cleared completely out yep and so if he could have gotten through the crease there at the line of scrimmage yeah it's a big game he's still running I mean it would have been a 20-yard gain so I would have been Stetson last year on the Colts quarterback uh draw that's, yes. that's exactly what he saw because every because other than Brock doing the out, everybody was going deep. Like mm-hmm. I don't know if it was a deep post or just a, a go, but everybody was going deep except for Brock. Brock was the outlet on that, so he saw that and was like, "If I can get through here, this is a huge game." Yeah. Also, man, a couple things. Okay, there's three people that I want to give flowers to. I know we've already given them to Brock and we've given them to Carson, and I think justifiably so. I was super proud of what Carson did today. Look, man, a tough start. He misses the throw to Oscar, which you got to make that throw, okay? And then turns right around and throws the pick. 
It's a really tough sequence. I thought the way he rebounded from that and then the way he finished that game in the second half. Look, man, if you're a guy who questions Seabreezy and you are still on the fence about him, look, man, he did a lot today, I think, to try to bring you over to this side. I mean, he's kid's got a lot of moxie. I think he just does it in a different way. But, boy, he threw some beautiful balls today. Made some just – God, I, I – I posted this at halftime, but just some big nuts throws, man. I was so impressed with how he played. But here's the guys I want to talk about, okay? Number one, and we should talk about him more. This is on us. Marcus Rosemey Jackson, so, so important, all right? He blocks his ass off, and, boy, does he just make big catches. He is such a great hands catcher. We've talked about this before. I love a hands catcher. He's got such strong hands. He made some fantastic plays today. He is so, so reliable, such an important part of this team, and has been an important part of this team for this two-and-a-half-year run. So he deserves his flowers. The other one, homie, man, Ra-Ra Thomas. Like, keep showing up, baby. Like, big-time catches today, just outstanding, man. What an addition, putting him on the roster through the transfer portal. And the other one is, how good was it to see 8-4 out there today, brother? Oh, my God. He it was, was every play, every time he was out there, it was noticeable. Yeah. Whether he made the play or not, it was noticeable. Yep. He yep. took defenders away. Yep. So and he didn't play a lot yet. So I don't think he's in game shape yet. And I was really surprised he played. This was what I said I thought was gonna happen. I thought he was gonna dress out and not play. Yep. And he played on the first drive and got the third down um the third down reception. So and I think the pl- I think the plan was is just to ease him in a little bit mm-hmm. a- after seeing that first drive and then we kind of t- didn't see him a lot, and really until the second half after that first drive. Even Gary brought it up, or maybe it was um, Ness. I don't remember, but we one of them brought it up and was like, "We haven't seen him on. We haven't seen him." And then he was actually in on that drive, and yeah. it was like early third quarter. So I think the plan was to get him in, get get just get some you know live action, and then take him out, and then see how the game goes. And then, but we needed him. If he doesn't play that game. I'm not sure who we win. Uh, he he's a difference maker, man, and and he he runs a really good route. He's just he's just a good player, man, a really really good player. And they've missed him. Um, that's <clears throat> the weird part about the game today was, I would say less so than South Carolina. I was never like freaked out during the game today. I just kept going, okay, when are they gonna like turn the corner here and get the motor moving? Like I just wasn't. I didn't have the angst about it. I just knew it was going to happen. I knew they were better. I knew it would happen. But I am starting to get concerned about one thing. And you and I texted about this a little bit. But I am starting to get concerned about the defensive line. Our ability to control the line of scrimmage on defense is going to be problematic and homey. It may be problematic as soon as next Saturday. Okay? Yeah. That, the damn Kentucky Wildcats is going to give us all we want between the hedges, all right? <clears throat> and I feel like I've said this before. One of the reasons the Mark Stoops coach team has never made me nervous is because they do what Kirby wants you to do. He wants to play defense and he wants to run the football. Well, normally, homie, we are built perfect for that. I'm a little nervous about that now, okay? Now, a little bit different. I don't think they're going to have the – the threat, as big of a threat anyways, of quarterback pulling it and running it. So that changes the dynamic a little bit. But still, 
we have got to be more dynamic on the D-line. If we don't, things are not going to go well, brother. Like, it's just not. We have got to fix that, and we have got to fix it quickly. Um, The other thing is, I'm going to let you speak on this because it's not my my sandbox, okay? But, man, it just seems to me like, and I hate to say it because I love him. I love his personality. I love everything he does on his show. Brother, Tate Rattledge ain't the Tate Rattledge we need right now, okay? Like, he needs to amp it up now. Like, we need him to bust people in the mouth and set the tone. Like, am I, am I misconstruing this or, or am I on something here? You know, I figured you were going to bring this up. You didn't text me this, but I figured this was going to be brought up. I thought we were going to talk about it in our uh, review episode. But we talked about this in the first half of last season. And we thought it was because he was coming back from the injury and he was trying to get, you know, back in the swing of things. And then the second half of last season, he was a completely different player. And I, I don't understand why I feel like we're going through the same thing again this year. Mm -hmm. I, I, I don't know if it's a scheme thing. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but I feel like it takes a while for him to get in the swing of things. Yeah. I, I don't know what it is. And it might be the fact that, you know, he's got a new left tackle beside him this year, and he's got to – I mean, let's be honest. He's got to make up for some of those deficiencies, and he's got to – I mean, Ernest is green, not – not no pun intended. He's, he is green. He's, he's learning on the job, so to speak, and he's got to help teach while doing his own job. And I think he's more concerned with that than helping out, you know, with the other aspect of it. So – I'm really hoping that eventually it'll work itself out, and once the left once the left tackle spot gets more settled, Tate will settle more into his normal role and be what he was at the end of last season. And I think it will work itself out because I have full confidence in Tate, but he has not looked like how he was at the end of last season. He looks more like how he was at the beginning of last season. I will say this. I have liked how... Dylan Fairchild has looked at left guard. I think he has been. See, like, I've I've liked how he's looked. I've liked Micah better. I I thought Micah's play better. I'm sorry. I'm not, I'm talking about right guard. I apologize. I'm talking about right tackle since Amarius has gotten hurt. Um, with with trust, trust going over there yeah. because trust is a trust is a natural guard. I'm sorry. He I know he played tackle in high school. I'm talking about. I'm once again blame this. So. <laughs> <laughs> It's been a it's been a day. And sorry, I'm also trying to keep an eye on what's going on here, man. Are you seeing what's going on in this LSU game right now? I mean, this is bananas. There is no there's been no defense in several games played today. I think all the defense came into our game because it is just offense, offense, offense everywhere. So well dude, speaking of offense, let me ask you about this. Because obviously hot button issue, very hot button within our fan base. Yeah. But again, let's give out some more flowers here. Brother, I thought Mike Bobo, except for the drive before halftime, okay? We're going to talk about that. Mm. I thought he called himself a ball game today, man. I love some of the different sets today. I love what they were trying to do with the stacked backfields, trying to get the looks that they wanted for the playmakers that they wanted. Yes. And I texted you about it. Brother, you gave me that Brock Bowers 30 trap all day long, okay? <laughs> yes. I mean, I yes. was excited about that. Yeah. Like, make fullbacks great again. <laughs> So, 
other than right before the half and then the three drives when we got to midfield in the first drive, the three runs, I thought he called a great game. Yeah. Those three runs back to back to back in the yeah. first drive. Good I point. didn't like that. I did after not like that, that either. though. After that, though, it felt like he settled into a flow and a rhythm of the game. Yep. And we just did not really execute. I don't like, and I'm going to be completely honest. Carson has complete control of this offense, and Carson has complete confidence of the coaches to make changes. Carson made so many checks yeah. today for a hot for being in a hostile environment for his first road game. I think he made more checks today than he did the any of the previous four games at home. Yeah. So I was impressed I, today. I was very impressed by the way Carson did that. So every time people are complaining and moaning about, you know, Bobo just runs up the middle. Bobo just calls run, run, pass, blah, blah. Those aren't all just on Bobo. You know, most of the time they call two plays in the huddle and then the quarterback picks which one it is at the based off of what he sees as line of scrimmage. So some of those are on Carson too, guys. So I think we need to take that into consideration. But, you know, offensive line play aside, we got to talk about Dejan as well. Dejan, yeah. he got the tough yards today. It wasn't mm-hmm. like, doesn't look that great on the stat sheet, but man, did he hey. run hard today. Four yards to carry. Four yards to carry. I mean, look, this is the other thing, man. And this is a coaching thing that give credit or don't give credit, but I think they should get a lot of credit, whether. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. It was Coach Bobo or whether it was, you know, Coach Mack or who, who, whoever it was, right? Like, uh, if it was Coach Smart, the, the choice to make Dylan Bell more of a Swiss Army knife and give him carries in the backfield, brother, he just looks so natural carrying the football. Like, yeah. the cuts he makes, the bursts, he's very decisive to the hold. Like, there's no second guessing. It's just... It works, man. And, like, I love that they're trying not to do step two. I freaking loved the pyramid backfield they had today yes. where they had Brock stacked on one side, Dylan stacked on the other side, and Dejan to the back. Like, give it to me. Feed me that the rest of the freaking year. It was awesome. Like, that's what I'm saying, man. I, I just – I liked a lot of things they were trying to do today. I also thought they tried to get vertical today. The freaking play to Oscar, he was butt naked. Okay, butt naked. Like, if you put just a little bit on that, he's walking in the end zone. And we're talking about a different ball game, okay? Because that stadium is then flat. And we're up early. The whole dynamic changes, okay? Like, we talked about this on the show early in the week. We said, for Auburn to be in it, for Auburn to have a chance, everything that can go wrong has to go wrong. And, brother, for about two and two-thirds quarters. Yeah. It was kind of feeling that way, like, oh, yeah, the freaking Jordan hair voodoo magic is out in full effect. But I thought they responded really, really well. And so I think, too, I'm going to have a different response to this than so many people in the fan base because, like I said, I've been talking to you about this for months. This is the game I kind of had circled, like, 
we're going to figure out who the hell we are when we go to the Plains. Like, rivalry game, really difficult place to play. We're going to figure out who we are. And I think we're getting there, man. I just – don't you feel like thus far this has been a team and – we got so spoiled last year, and in a lot of ways so spoiled in 21, because those teams, they had their identities, I think, a lot earlier. This team is still figuring it out. And, like, that's okay. <laughs> like, it is okay. This is part of the process. And I'm, I'm enjoying it, to be honest with you. Like, wouldn't it be a little boring if we're just thumping people and – you and I are drinking beers and texting each other at halftime, figuring out what's going on in the other games. Like, I don't know, man. It's kind of been nice to have a little edge back. Like, it's been – it's it, this has been a different experience. It's a different team. And I think we just need to lean into that and embrace it. Like, it's not going to be like the past two years were. This team hasn't figured out exactly where their sweet spot is. They haven't figured out yet how to start hot. That's okay. And – each week is going to be a new opportunity to kind of figure themselves out a little bit more. We had a guest on really early on in our show. It might have been 20. It might have been in between the 20 and 21 season. I can't remember which. But he brought up the point that um, Bama, like he had been to a couple of Bama games, and they were playing, I can't remember if it was Ole Miss or LSU at home, and the stadium, like, going into the game was just kind of, like, very dead and very just kind of like, oh, it's just a Saturday afternoon, blah, 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 blah. Like, they were into the game. But then when they yeah. left, it was just like, you know, they beat, they won, they won handedly. And afterwards, there was no emotion. Yeah. And I don't ever, and he even said, he's like, he's like, I don't ever want to get to that point as a fan base. And yeah. I'm the same way. I don't ever want to get to the point of fan base. Like, while today, like, made my, you know, blood pressure go up a little bit, like, <laughs> I don't want to ever feel like that I take these wins for granted. I hate Auburn. Yeah. Like, I, I, let me phrase that. I do despise Auburn. I hate the Plains more. Yeah, The yeah. Plains drives me nuts. I must yeah. have texted you that probably a dozen times. I hate that damn stadium. Yeah. It drives me nuts. Every time we go to that the stadium, I have my anxieties through the roof. I mean, just... I don't know what it is. That stadium just gives me just bad juju. So it's, I don't ever want to feel like that as a fan base. And I feel like we've been, like you said, we've been so spoiled because games, you know, in 21 games were over at halftime. Yeah. And, and last year, other than the couple of games where they were tight, which was really one and a half, because really Kent state was never in doubt, even though the score was a little tight, Missouri was really the only one um, until we got to the playoffs. Every game was, you know, decided by halftime. Let me so. let me let me tell you this. You're gonna love this. This is two years in a row, homie. Two, okay. Last year on my anniversary, the dogs went all the way into the night to beat Mizzou, and I about had a heart attack, homie. I figured dogs going to Columbia, playing Mizzou. Mizzou stinks out loud. Hey, babe, I'll watch like the first half, and then you and me can like hang out. Like. Whoa. We'll have some drinks. Maybe we'll have a dessert together or something like that. Uh, the night ended with my wife asleep on the, the swing in our on our like outdoor screen porch, me biting nails watching the game. That was my anniversary last year. So now my anniversary is tomorrow. Dogs have a nail biter today that they weren't supposed to have. So I don't know, man. I think I got to start circling my anniversary. It's like 
a weekend I got to kind of watch out for. And I know there's now going to be people in the freaking comments saying like, this is your fault for scheduling a fall wedding. Okay. Fair point. That's on me. But look, man, fall's awesome. Why? I mean, why wouldn't you want to get married in the fall? The weather's beautiful. It was an outstanding weekend. Dogs played Mississippi State that day. We watched it at Paul's Deli. We drank some pitchers and watched the yeah. dogs before we went to the wedding ceremony. So it worked yeah, out. It was a great day. We didn't miss a game. It was great. Um, but yeah, so two straight years. Was, a little it, bit dicey. was it Mississippi State or was it Mississippi? Oh, it, was, it was Zip Zip State. Oh, was it? Yeah. Yeah. It was, yeah, 2011. I mean, I'll fact check that, but I'm, I'm almost positive it was Zip Zip State. I think it was in Starkville. Uh, I know yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't a away game. I remember that. I remember. Yeah. That. But we were also watching the tribe at the same time. So it was, correct. It, so in the, I remember the when we asked them to put the Georgia game on, they looked at us like we had three heads. Yeah, they were like, so, "Why? <laughs> Just do it, okay?" Um, all right, let's. We. I feel like we buried the lead too. The whole reason the dogs won today is because somebody that's sitting in these chairs changed their shirt at halftime. <laughs> oh my god, that is not. That is not what happened. Okay, full disclosure. I, I have to say this. My wife has made fun of me our entire relationship for this, our entire relationship for this. And I was like, I started, I, I was very calm through halftime. I was very calm through the fumble in the, in the third quarter and everything <laughs> like that. Okay. I was very calm. And I was like, you know, are you, I haven't changed my shirt one time through this game. And she's like, you need to go change your damn shirt. Yes, so you I do. went and changed my shirt. The dogs then go on to score, go up for the first time in the game. And she's like, do not change your shirt. I was like, all okay. right. And she's like, that's your shirt the rest of the season. And that's all that goes I, back. Yeah. I was just going to say, so the people need to know what shirt did you pick? Uh, not, my camera's not very good here. Let's so get it. oh, it's this a, is a t-shirt good one. hoodie throwback. It's got a yep. G here somewhere. Oh, that's sick. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. That's the go-to now. That's the go-to you're, now. You're going to have to be out coach Jones. You're going to have to go short sleeves. Even when even in the depths of winter. <laughs> I love a hoodie t-shirt by the way. So, I mean, I'm all for it. I'll wear this every Saturday until, you know, the end of time. I love, a I love t-shirt. it. I also inspired by you changed my shirt at halftime. I'm still wearing it. <laughs> I went, I went our boy Ray Fulcher, that coach up in Athens, got them boys playing pretty good That's ball awesome. because, because he does, by the way, Let, yeah. lest we not forget Kirby Paul Smart's place in this. Also, this is this is momentous because you know how your boy feels about a middle name. I mean, it's the first question of the Smart 16. I have for years referred to our head coach as Kirby Paul Smart and no one else by all three names. That's well, I, that's probably that's a little untrue. I occasionally would call Stetson Stetson Fleming Bennett the fourth. Yes. But that's neither here nor there. I'm just putting this out there. I will now only refer to number 19. As Brock, As Brock Allen, Allen Bowers. Bowers. <laughs> he he will he's going to get his full government name on our show forever and ever. Amen. I'm just putting that out there. That's that's, oh, that's what great. I will call him. Uh he has earned that. He probably should have earned it earlier, but it's it is what it is. It's out there now. So yeah. But I mean all right, all right. one last thing and then we'll go. Because I don't think either one of us needs to talk anymore during our current states. But um look, man. I just feel like how much of an impact and how noticeable was stinking Javon Bullard today. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, all over the field. Woo! All over the place, man. Like, and look, Malachi Starks, obviously game pitch and interception, phenomenal player. I've, I said on the recap last week, I think he's probably the best defensive player in the country. I'm willing to stand on that. Tyke Smith, another 
very nice ball game today. Couple bad angles, but I still thought he was flashing places. Nobody in the United States of America has three better safeties. Maybe let's just go out and say three better defensive backs than Malachi Starks, Javon Bullard, Tyke Smith. I'm just planting that flag right in the ground. Also, I texted you this. Homie, Julian Humphrey is a freaking unit. Yep. Unit. Like, whoo, let him get right. Please let him get right. Like, <laughs> that secondary is nice. Uh, I, I really think that he'll be – he'll be taking Kamari's spot next year. I think that that's the plan is he'll be taking Kamari's spot opposite Dalen next year when Kamari goes pro because they're the same build. Yeah. I think that's the plan. All right. I'm a, I, I lied. Last thing I got to get. We're, we're going to give him his flowers too. Dalen Everett been getting some ricochet shots from certain folks in the fan base. Okay. He made two monster plays today. Oh yeah. Monster plays. And Give him some credit. He's learning, figuring it out. Dude, the freaking third down play on whatever you want to call it, the comeback or the back shoulder, whatever it was, okay? The punch out. Third and 16, and homie, Uh, it it was was there. It was there, all right? It was a catch. If he doesn't hit it out. It's a freaking catch. He punches it out. Monster play. Capital M-O-N-S-T-E-R, monster, all right? Then – was it the penultimate drive or their last drive? He didn't touch it, but phenomenal coverage deep down the left side. I think it was the penultimate drive. Oh, man. I'm telling you. Look, so I just – look, man, I, I just I always want to keep this top of mind too. 18 to 22-year-old kids, tons of pressure. And I feel like the instinct for a lot of folks, and I get this right, man. Like we're all fanatics. We all love it. We all want them to win, but – We've, I think, been tr- we've tried to be very intentional since we started the show about never attacking and or yeah. like saying bad things about kids. And I, I always want to stay that way. And so when the kids perform well, especially after they face some adversity and folks have said some sideways things one way or the other, I just I, I really want that to be top of mind. So. Yeah, man. Y'all love up on Dalen Everett this week. Like, he made some monster plays. Good for him. Like, yeah, I just – kids, man, they're just kids. And, like, playing for the kids. university and, and playing for the fan base. And I love all of them. I'm just – I'm so thankful for, for just the experience, man. College football is the stinking best. Like, another yeah. fantastic Saturday. It's not even over yet. We got games tonight. not over yet. 734, yeah. guys. So. Yeah. I got the, two things before we go. Okay. Hit me with it. The, the refs were atrocious. There has mm. to be something done about this. Now, I'm not just talking about – I mean, they were atrocious in our game, but they've been atrocious this entire season across the board. Like, something yeah. has to be done about this. Yep. Like, take our game out of it. Just this season, they've been <clears throat> atrocious. Yep. That's all I'm going to say on it. Yep. Peyton Woodring, he's been getting oh. so much hate from the fan base. Yeah. He was – I mean, he put his nuts on the field today, guys. He I mean, two did. huge kicks. I yep. mean, great, great on him. Good job, Peyton. Uh, you know, I, I was the first to say that every time you stepped on the field, like, you know, I felt like I held my breath. And, you know, I won't be doing that next week. So, uh, good on you. Yeah, I'm, man, I'm so glad you brought that up. You know, it's funny. We were talking about 15 minutes ago. And I was like, oh, we got to talk about Peyton. Like, so I'm so glad you said that. Like, dude. Huge kicks, okay? Yeah. Huge kicks. 
And I know we're not talking like he was doing 50 yarders or something, but I don't care. Okay. Road environment, SEC game. He made some big boy kicks. He's a freshman. I'm, yeah, super, he's a super true proud. Freshman. A he's, true he's freshman. He's 18, 19 years old, guys. That's right. He was kicking in freaking high school last year. He's kicking on the planes today. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm really, really glad you brought that up. And great for him. I love that. Also, you know, another outstanding day for our boy, William Moat. I mean, just yes. outstanding on all of the uh, field goal and punting operations. So, get after it, 5-0. I'm all, I'm all for that. Know your, know your snappers. Know your snappers. <laughs> and also, Manly Award. I don't know if they call them finalists or watch lists, whatever they call it, but. Our boys on the list, so keep keep letting it rip, five out. Um, yeah, all right. Well, that's all we got for right now. We might have to start doing this more often. This was fun. I'm, little, <laughs> was fun. I'm not all, I'm not I'm not all the way sober, so I think it made it a little more fun. But yeah, <laughs> we'll post this. We'll still do like a recap because we can we can talk about the other games too, and I'll have maybe some more coherent thoughts about what happened today. <laughs> but I think we did a pretty good job. We didn't say anything that stupid. So, Let's yeah. go back and watch it first before we decide if we're going to do it again. <laughs> well, I, I don't know about all that. I, mean, I think we did great. We look great. We got to see your, your new shirt that you switched to that you're going to wear the rest of the year. Yeah. So, yeah, I think we're doing great. Also, Miss Jen got a new saying, which is cooking with peanut oil, which I'm happy to add to her lexicon. <laughs> yes, that is her new saying. For the rest of the season, yeah. we're cooking with peanut oil. Yeah, that's right. That's an, that's an everyday saying. Your boy says that probably once a day, so... Yeah, let's let's drop that in the last come from here now. All right, y'all. Well, hey, look, we're five and zero, baby. Undefeated in the SEC, still number one in the country. Although maybe the votes will shift a little bit on that. Y'all know how we feel on that. We've already talked about that. I would have to watch Kentucky's number one. I, yeah, I could care less, man. We're just trying to get to the dance. That's all that matters. Let's get to the dance and see what happens. But uh, yeah, we'll hit y'all back with a recap. We have defending champ Travis Denning coming on this week to make his picks uh, for the Kentucky game, which. What's your thoughts on this? You think SEC Nation's rolling in town this week? I think they might. I think they have to. I mean, I, 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 can't, to. I haven't looked at the rest of the SEC slate, but you're going to have two undefeated teams going head-to-head on a night game? I mean, you ha- I think you have to. What else, too? Let me ask you this. Well, I don't know. I haven't looked. I'll build our sheet tomorrow, but we got an outside shot at college game day rolling in town, too? Um. Who else going to have undefeated conference matchup with I don't teams? think there's any other outside – I don't think there's any conference matchups that are undefe- uh, with undefeated teams that off the top of my head. Um, could happen. It could happen. If I don't happens, think they'll do both, though. I don't if it think, happens, I mean, your boy might have to end up in Athens this weekend. It might have to happen. Oh, man, don't don't tease me. I, I got three soccer games next Saturday. Like, they, none at night, but I'll be coaching three soccer games all day. So. Well, my, my, my wife, my lovely wife has to work next Saturday, but I may have to call on to Katie from the bullpen if, if that all happens. Cause I think <laughs> call that's, co- assist, huh? Yeah, I think that's a coverage opportunity that we can't pass up. So <laughs> we'll see what happens. Let me call it in the righty. Yeah. All right, homie. Well, we'll talk, we'll talk soon. And, uh, yeah, y'all, until then, go dogs. George is better now. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. 
Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.